Welcome to Sports Scope, the most influential sports talk show in the nation. Stay tuned for updates and great sports content. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sports Scope. I'm your host, Robert Butler. Got a good show for you tonight. Uh, uh, Russell Wilson, there was some, there's some odds. I was reading a story about him uh, possibly going to the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'll talk about that in a little bit later. Uh, Marvin Harrison, we got the NFL Combine this week. He's supposedly going to skip the Combine and also skip the Pro Days. Uh, you know, he's using his leverage. I'm a little mixed on this uh, Marvin Harrison story, but... Going to throw in a few opinions about that going past the pro days up into the draft. Uh, some other leverage he, he may use. Uh, going to talk about that. Of course, I'm going to talk about the Cam Newton fight. I can't, uh, everybody's talking about that. I know a lot of you want, want to know my opinion on it. And it, I'll say this as all these stories, all viral videos, I'll tease this before we go to the break. Always look to the whole story. Just don't look at the video where it's some kind of police video, some random fight. You got to investigate the whole story before you post a judgment on the whole video. And there's a pattern here. Uh, Rod Poles today at the Combine talks about Justin Fields, their general manager there. Uh, talk about that. Some more NFL news and notes from the Combine. Uh, stand by. Let's get this first and only break out of the way. We'll hit the ground running here on Sports Scope. Hello, Sports Scope followers. The program has seen tremendous growth since going five days a week. I just wanted to thank everybody for your cash contributions and sharing the program uh, with friends and families. Just a reminder, if you want to contribute to the program, go to the cash app, the word, the cash sign, and Sports Scope. There are other ways to contribute to the program listed at the bottom of the screen. If you want to advertise on the program, go to sports. That is sports with an S, another S, scope, S-K-O-P-E, at gmail.com, just like it's listed at the bottom of the screen. Thank you, and enjoy the program. Okay, going to start off with this. It's about a quarterback, Russell Wilson. The story, uh, Pro Football Talk, about um, uh, teams and betting. I, uh, Mike Florio is reporting that that the betting favorite. Um, there's also some type of source, third-hand information that that maybe the Steelers will be will possibly be a taker there for a Russell Wilson here. Uh, Florio says that it's a pro football talk as expected. The Browns cut Wilson before March the 17th. But I've talked about this before, they're not going to trade him for one thing, he's not going to work it out with them. Okay, uh, so he it's very likely, very likely, and then something wild and crazy, right? That he'll be released on March, uh, before March the 17th. Well, well, you know, the first will be Friday, right? So within the next week or so, probably just before free agency starts, uh, any time now he could be uh, released as if believe Wilson will take uh, $1.2 million because he's getting 39 no matter what. 
why wouldn't a team consider giving him the starting job? Uh, with money, not an issue. He'll be looking for a place where he knows he's going to play, what Florio says. Now, I'll say this. Uh, you know, he, he mentioned a few spots as well. Uh, the Steelers, again, going back to that, being the favorite here uh, uh, to, to, to get a Russell uh, Wilson here. Now, Arthur Smith, I, I see that connection. You know, Arthur Smith is the former, uh, not really connection. I think I'd see it possibly with the, the thought behind that. Uh, former Tennessee Titans offensive coordinator, uh, former head coach of, of the Falcons now. <clears throat> Likes to do very good at executing run game, play action. Uh, I mentioned this before, Tannehill had his best year under Arthur Smith. Uh, you know, uh, Tennessee got the AFC Championship game back in 2019. Uh, so <clears throat> my thing is, for $1.12 million, that was the whole meaning uh, of me reading that. Uh, yeah, you can get him for that. You know, the guy's going to be what uh, a 36 in November Russell Wilson would be. So I, I can understand it making sense here. That being said, I'm not out on Kenny Pickett, as some may be. He's still got a 62% completion percentage. He got hurt last year. He had some big wins under his belt. Cleveland, Baltimore, Rams, Green Bay. What do all those teams have in common? This is from Kenny Pickett's wins, folks. Uh, all those teams made it to the playoffs. Okay? Uh, you know, all those teams made it to the playoffs last year. Baltimore was in the AFC Championship game. Okay, uh, numbers weren't great under Matt Canada. Talking about Kenny Pickett here at OC, only in year two for Pickett. So if they bring in Nip Wilson, that will be a great count battle per se. And of course, they've already let go Mitch Trubisky. I can see it, and I mentioned earlier. I put this in my notes. You know, use him like a Ryan Tannehill, but this is a proven year for Wilson. Okay. At somebody at some point. Um, and I know he's going to get another contract done this year, but there's some outside noise for Mike Tomlin. All right. Uh, that, that, that the fans are kind of getting weary of Tomlin. He is the common cause here. All right. Uh, they've, they've got great skill players, fire move, Pickens, Deontay Johnson, Warren's a good running back there. Uh, Broderick Jones there at, at tackle they picked up. Had a really good draft last year. Uh, got rid of Claypool and then turned around and got a great cornerback for him as well. They're just in, in the most competitive division in the NFL. Uh, a lot of people suggesting uh, these are former players and sports personalities that maybe he should uh, take a hiatus, take a year off, have a change of scenery. These are big pro you know, Mike Tomlin guys, but I was like Ryan Clark. I think he, play, he played for Mike Tomlin. Uh, so I, there, my point is there is some pressure to win now, and they're going to make a move at quarterback. <clears throat> they're going to make um, some type of move at quarterback, at least just to keep the competition tight. Again, Kenny Pickett can run, you know, and maybe with an Arthur Smith offense, Maybe they can get something going uh, from from a Kenny Pickett there. 
Uh, he was hurt last year. Again, 62% completion percentage. Um, I like the way he played at the end of 22 coming into 23. All right. Uh, you know, people want to blame it on the coordinator. They want to blame it on Canada or uh, uh, Pickett, who eventually end up getting hurt. But, hey, you know, they, they've got a winning record with him. Uh, other words, yeah, whoever wins that starting job with the, with the Russell Wilson between him, um, Wilson knows this is probably going to be a year or two type of thing. He's an undersized quarterback. He's only uh, he's going to be 36. Undersized quarterbacks have to utilize on their speed more because they can't see consistently, especially at his height and lower, above the offensive line. We saw what happened to Drew Brees at the end here. All right. Um, because he he, you know, he's hurting his arm and his shoulder, uh, elbow, you name it, all those surgeries. I mean, for one because he has to stay in the pocket and throw, he can't run that much. All right. Uh Brees there towards the end. Wilson, a little bit of the same. Okay. A little bit of the same here. Uh like I said, it would be an interesting cap battle. This is more. Uh, possibly to, to keep the heat off Tomlin, who will probably get another contract this year, per se, uh, buy him some time. Yeah, they had the winning record. Nobody had a losing record in that division. But you're going against a healthy Deshaun Watson next year, a healthy Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson coming off another MVP here. So I think ultimately uh, this is going to come down on Tomlin. This is going to come down on Tomlin. Uh, the success of Russell Wilson, if they even bring him in or not. So, uh, like I said, Pickett, you probably need an offensive-minded head coach around him. He is just in year two. That's what people don't understand. This this will be year three, excuse me. This will be coming into year three. He was just finished. He was just into year two last year before he got hurt. Okay, so uh, that's a story to keep up with. Uh, again, yeah. Would be a good camp battle. Other possibilities for Wilson, Atlanta, Minnesota may be better football-wise, per se, for Wilson, I, I would say. Uh, but Atlanta, you know, Sierra, uh, his, his wife, she's in the entertainment industry. But I also think, is it future down in Atlanta? Uh, that that could be an issue there for possible Wilson and, and the ex-husband. Hope not. Now, you know, I listen, Kirk Cousins, I want to say, what's he a free agent coming off Achilles injury right now? Uh, Minnesota's going to draft somebody, all right? Poss well, I know Atlanta will probably draft somebody either. I think Wilson kind of knows where he's at right now, you know? Uh, even if he hasn't a successful year, maybe Pittsburgh drafts somebody else. I don't know. But even if he has a successful year, I'm sure his agent is telling him, it, and people in his ear, hey, man, at your age, whoever you go to, don't get offended. They're going to draft the quarterback, okay? Or you're going to be competing with another quarterback to, to replace. So um, especially in Atlanta or, or Minnesota here. But but something's going to come about that. Uh, did okay there at the end there with Denver. Uh, had that blow up there. What was uh where was this at? Uh I think it was what Detroit? It was either Detroit or the Colts. Either way, I think it was the Colts that beat them. 
where they had the blow up with, with Sean Payton or Sean Payton. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I get the two Sean's mixed. I did. It was Sean Payton with Denver here. Uh, and things kind of went off the charts there. Uh, I think he's been humbled. Uh, Wilson, I know Peyton was a little bit out of line to say the least himself, but uh, Wilson had some problems with his teammates beforehand, having his own office, being above the team per se. You're still a quarterback. You still want to be one of the guys. We all know you're the highest paid guy. Uh, but I think he's come to to uh, a realization with that, that he's got to make some changes internally. Uh, but it's going to be an interesting storyline as we get up on, again, March the 1st will be Friday uh, around the uh, well, the 13th, free agency. You're coming into the new league year. Uh, we're in that franchise window right now. Uh, a few players have been franchised. Uh, a few players uh, have been cut, which I'll talk about here in a little bit um, to be seen. So that's a story to watch out for. Uh, Wilson, again, I I'm okay with it. I think as long as he realized the competition is going to be stiff and he might not win the starting job. Of course, he knows that. He's been on the other end of that. Okay. Matt Flynn was, was signed with Seattle under a contract. They wanted to pay him. He was a third-round draft pick. He beat him out. So – this could happen that way. The roles could be reversed. Uh, God, 14 years later when he was drafted, back in 2010 uh, with the Seattle Seahawks, that can happen in Atlanta, Minnesota. There's a slight possibility now they that they could draft another quarterback in, in Pittsburgh. Uh, I don't think they will from what I'm hearing, talking about, you know, hearing and reading about Kenny Pickett. But it, it's just an interesting way uh, – say the way things are turning out right now as we speak. Okay. <clears throat> Another interesting story here. Uh, Marvin Harrison. Marvin Harrison is not only going to skip the combine, uh, in Rappaport says he may skip the pro day. May skip all this stuff. Uh, Marvin Harrison Jr., uh, son of Marvin Harrison, Hall of Fame, that play with Manning and the Colts. Uh, what is it? Belitnik Hoff Award winner. Best receiver in the country. I don't know if that was last year. Uh, I know his numbers were similar this year. Thought he had a little bit of a step back personally. I felt like he was saving himself from the naked eye. Just me looking at, at Harrison there at, at Ohio State. But, uh, yeah, yeah, he's got elite pedigree. Uh, but the idea of not interviewing at the combine and may not run at the pro day and may skip the pro day. <clears throat> and he, like Caleb Williams, won't hire an agent. Yes, he will get drafted because of this type of uh, um, he will get drafted high because of his, his numbers uh, for the pedigree and uh, everything I just said. Uh, but here's the thing. This is my thing about, about Marvin Harrison. A year ago today, I would have told you, no way. There's not another receiver on the planet in the 2024 draft just going to get drafted above um, Marvin Harrison. Okay, not going to happen. One year later, this stuff right here, this stuff right here, this is a sign of entitlement, okay? 
I know he's got a good dad, got the pedigree, but now I'm starting to read um, Rome Omonduze. His stock is going up. Tall receiver out of Washington. Odunze, I think about it. I have jacked his name up. This guy, Neighbors, here. I want to say, what is his name? Malik Neighbors out of LSU. Rome Omonduze. Um, these guys are going to be doing these things, especially Neighbors. He said, yeah, I'm going to combine, you know. Malik Neighbors going to the combine. So what What if, for example, about Neighbors had an awesome year. I mean, he, he, him and Jalen Daniels tore it up at LSU last year. Um, the fact that he went to LSU, I say, well, it's a pedigree. Hey, listen, this is what, this is what coaches and general managers look like. Look, look at. LSU's had some great play. They haven't had good receivers. They've had great receivers. Justin Jefferson is going to get a fortune from somebody here in about a year. He's all that in a cup of soup. Uh, same thing with um, Jamar uh, Jamar Chase there with, 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 with Cincinnati. And neighbors this year has really jumped up off the charts here. Again, a year ago, I wouldn't be talking about Odunze and Malik Labor's neighbors here from LSU. Odunze, who was awesome all year with Washington. Talked about him at nauseum, him and Michael Penix. Great, great chemistry there. I wasn't talking about those guys. But Harrison showing these signs of entitlement. I understand skipping the – he skipped the bowl game. I get that. They wouldn't in the playoffs. But now you're wanting to skip your pro day too, possibly? You're skipping your combine. You're skipping your pro day too. I, you know, and, and it's early in the game. Trust me. It's early. Maybe his dad sees this stuff and he's like, listen, let's go out and run that 40 time. 40 times. I'm telling you, folks, I'm telling you from experience, they're tiebreakers. They're tie. If your numbers are equal and you're, and you're looking at numbers X, Y, and Z, okay, character test, check, right? Numbers, competition, check, check, check. All right. What's a tiebreaker? What's a tiebreaker? You know, tiebreaker was we um, uh, a forty time. Tiebreaker is a forty time. So that's something. I don't. It may not be nothing, but uh, it, it's it's um. There, You know, if he don't land with a strong offensive head coach. Because he's got this big name going back to, to the Harrison, you know, I could see his guy being like a Calvin Johnson type of player, you know, where he he's such a big name, you know, he because uh, this stuff gets in the news. So as the fans look at this, and I did too growing up as a fan, and 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 watching the draft, thinking, man, he he must be all that holding out like this. He must really be all that. And you start to get the hype on the player. He's got the name already. And and he falls to a team without a good quarterback, which he could possibly go anywhere in the top five. There's a possibility he could go number two, right? Um, I, lot, now, there's a lot of mock drafts that's saying Caleb Williams, um, Jalen Daniels, Drake May, Caleb Williams, Drake May, they, that's one, two, and three. Well, who, who's number four? Who's number four? Kyler Murray, who's been hurt on and off the last two years, coming back from a major injury, was an ACL. 
Uh, came back in the middle of the season under Jonathan Gannon. Okay. Under Jonathan Gannon. So if dad's involved, which he is, if dad's involved, which he is, here's my next point. Does Marvin Harrison pull an Eli Manning? Does he pull a John Elway? As a, we've never heard of this before, but he's already shown some, hey, look, I've got my own destination. There's certain things I'm not going to do because, yeah, he's probably going to get uh, drafted pretty high. But don't be surprised. Don't be surprised if, if Neighbors runs like a 4-3-2 or something or a, a, a tall 6-4 Rome Madumze. Uh, what if he runs a 4-flat at 6-4, all right? Or, or maybe four three nine, and the general managers are talking and saying, "Listen, you know, this guy Harrison. Yeah, he's got the named pedigree, Ohio State. We get it, we get it. But what if he is a camp holdout? What if he's a camp holdout and he gets a hamstring injury the first year? What if he is a, another a camp holdout on his on his second contract?" And he's injured again. You know, you start to see that sort of thing. So that's one angle. Going back to this other deal. All right. A lot of mock drafts have him going. Let's talk about the Arizona again. Number four, number four with with Arizona, uh, with, with Kyler Murray, again, coming off ACL injury last year, had problems with DeAndre Hopkins. Uh Remember, he had the he had the 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 little uh, thing in his contract about studying and everything. All right, Arizona's not a very good, consistently good organization. We know that. Okay, uh, they're in a very strong division with a team that's been in three state NFC Championship games and the 49ers, Not to mention the Rams on a bad year made the playoffs, and Seattle surging again. Seattle had nine and eight record. They just didn't make the playoffs. So that's a very strong division here. You know, again, with the with the Cal, Calvin Johnson, he could be like Fitzgerald, although Fitzgerald didn't make one Super Bowl. Who was that with um, with Palmer? Actually, I think he didn't make – he might have made two. He, he might have been with Kurt Warner. But he never got a ring. And a lot of those years were funky with with, with, with Anquan Bolden and, and, and Larry Fitzgerald. They had some down years. They used to be the joke, players go out there to die. So my thing is, could he could he say, I'm not playing for Arizona. I'm not playing for Arizona. Guys, don't sign me. You got number five. Oh, oh, oh. you got number five with Justin Herbert and Jim Harbaugh sitting there at five. And by the way, about $30 million over the salary count. Now, a lot of my, don't get me wrong, a lot of the mock drafts, uh, this 33rd team or whatnot, they say that, uh, uh, you know, the Chargers are going to draft uh, one of these tackles here. They got a pretty good tackle already, but maybe Harbaugh's not, you know, in love with uh, their starting left tackle there. Uh, Slater, uh, maybe don't move him to right. Joe Alt's supposed to be really good from Notre Dame or Fashion New. We've talked about this with Tennessee. That's what they need at seven, right? 
But if you've got Harbaugh, Justin Herbert there, and mind you, like I said, Mike Williams probably will be the one. One of those guys is going to get cut or traded, either him or Keenan Allen, because they're 30-something million dollars and their cap hits. They're going to have to restructure doing some stuff. But if 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 Marvin Harrison's there at four, or or say he's still on the board there at four, and uh, by the way, Harrison, who does not have an agent, which is bad for situations like this, because that means him or his dad or whoever, they're going to have to be bold and call the – which Marvin knows this. Dad's pretty smart. Dad's quiet. He's a pretty smart guy. Just like Eli or Archie Manning with Eli, it's just, he's, he's going to call and say, listen, man, um, Michael Bidwell, this owner, he he he's 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 not got a good reputation. That's put it nicely here. You know, he he's put like as a there was a long story about him not being good to work with. So what if he just says, Hey, listen, I'm not gonna play for you guys. Go draft somebody else. And that's the difference between him getting a Super Bowl ring. Uh probably still would be a Hall of Famer. He he's got Hall of Fame talent, don't get me wrong. Uh, but I can see that. There's early signs. This guy's got everything planned out. That, that maybe he tells tells Arizona, I'm not going to you. And he goes to Justin Herbert and Jim Harbaugh. That's the difference in, you know, a lot of mediocre seasons, a lot of ups and downs, uh, and then, then going in competing for Super Bowls, uh, competing with, with uh, Patrick Mahomes and everybody. Can you see Justin Herbert throwing the ball to Marvin Harrison? That would be, a, that would be an interesting play there, you know. Uh, plus, I mean, with Harbaugh there, man, that'd be something. That would be something. Keep an eye out for something like that going about. We'll know. Now, I, I'm not a guaranteeing they're going to do this with Mike Williams or Kenan Allen, but I'm pretty sure they are. I'm pretty sure they're going to get rid of one of them. And you put a Kenan Allen there with the young Marvin Harrison, uh, we'll see. But that being said, again, what my original statement was, Harrison is um, is not showing he's not showing good signs doing this. I'm just telling you, I'm reading more and more. I want to say somebody else put Roma Dudze, and I can't remember which one it was. It might have been PFF, um, but don't quote me on that. Had him above Marvin Harrison. And a year ago, you would have heard that. It was Marvin Harrison was way out in front. So this could be this could be another bad trend. Again, you want guys to run. You want guys to run because they're tiebreakers. And those interviews are part of the drafting process. So anyways, that's an interesting story to keep an eye on, folks. Okay. Uh, okay, interesting story here. Now, Justin Fields, uh, there, there was the, um, there was the uh, uh, combine today. Excuse me. I can, I, I can do another whole show tomorrow, by the way. Just about quotes from general managers and head coaches around the league. Kind of get an insight here. On, on what the what and the way things are going. All right. All right. Here, here's the end Rappaport. 
Ron Poles. I could have got the sound bite, but the, 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 the interview was too long. If we go down that road, air quote, and I added the air quote part in there, of trading Justin Fields, I want to do right by Justin. That's what he says. Poles says he has no timeline, but understand no one that that no one wants uncertainty. We'll have to move as quickly as possible. Now, now if I said that, he said something like, I don't want to be no gray area. I don't want this to happen um, right at uh, free agency and put him in a bind. Uh, also, I think he, he, he said definitely not going to, if he's saying free agency, he's be- definitely not going to do this at the um, at the draft. So, you know, saying this, why didn't he just say Justin's our guy? You know, for all of you, and, and Merrill Hodge, I've liked Merrill Hodge, his former fullback with the Steelers, been up and down on ESPN. I don't know if he even works for ESPN anymore. I don't think he does. I think he's one of the guys that got laid off or whatever. But he was one, Merrill Hodge, NFL personality ESPN guy, uh, he said he made a comment years ago about he wouldn't draft uh, Vince Young in the first round by no means. And, and boy, he got a lot of heat for that. And years later, it turns out that he was spot on and nobody else was. Vince Young was way too mature. Uh, it really ended badly between him and Jeff Fisher, and he never got it together. It was a terrible, terrible pick. So was Matt Leiner, you know, for that. Same guys. The guy from Vanderbilt, Cutler, was the best player. Now, I digress here. Uh, So a lot of people, myself included, was saying, Merrill Hodge, he's smart. He's the man. So doing some research over the last few days, Merrill Hodge, just like Mel Kuyper and any of these other guys, myself included, none of these guys bet they bet a thousand. He said there was another video that Robert Griffin III was a better prospect than Andrew Luck. Um, we know what happened there. Third, uh, uh, Robert Griffin got hurt early. Luck had some injuries too, but Luck, you know, playoffs, playoffs, playoffs. He was on his way to a Hall of Fame career. He just got burned out with football. You know, at what, 30, 31 years old, guy gets burned out football and retires. And now I think he's trying to become a coach. He's doing some kind of – he went back to Stanford for some stuff. Okay. I say all that because he says he's not in love with Caleb Williams, and he's saying, and some people are doing that, Peter King, who's retiring, a uh, longtime Sports Illustrated guy, uh, dropped the nugget about, about Fields that, hey, man, you could still stack the team even more and keep Justin Fields. I'm like, Why? You've already got the ninth pick. You're going to be paying him a lot of money over the next. He's in year four. That fifth year option. That's going to go up to about twenty seven million dollars to thirty. That ain't a big. That ain't no small potatoes. Okay, maybe go up to thirty because it, all that is averaged out on the cap, which is huge. It's up to two fifty five now. Okay, so my point is. But he's saying keep fields and, and trade that in the one pick for a haul, right? And I, I'm just not on board with that. Again, 
Why did they fire their offensive coordinator, folks? That's what the media don't tell you. You're Justin Fields, guys. But Hodge was not high on Caleb Williams, and he's saying keep Justin Fields. And I'm like, okay, uh, maybe he's lost. Guys lost a step. I don't know. Justin Fields, a, a lower quarterback rating than Zach Wilson in the fourth quarter. That Justin Fields, they just fired their offensive quarter. That Justin Fields, when we thought they was going to fire the head coach, this guy that's got shoulder injury after shoulder injury, did you know? They go out and get another defense. So, uh, and then by Ryan Fields, Ryan Pohl saying this is it's a done deal, man. I mean, he he's it's 80 20. They're going to trade, um, they're going to trade Justin Fields. That, that was what I got out of today with him saying that. All right. Again, here's the quote here. Uh, if we go down that road of trading Justin Fields, I want to do right by, uh, by Justin. Pohl says he has no timeline, but understands. No one wants uncertainty. We'll move as quickly as possible. That, that's, that's yeah, we're, we're going to get what we can for Justin Fields, in other words, and then and we're probably going to draft Caleb Williams. Let me say this about Caleb Williams. I was thinking about this over the weekend. I know the Lincoln-Riley effect is a big deal with Justin Fields, or uh, Caleb Williams out of USC. And... You got to look at it from from the aspect of, yes, Riley coached up Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray. All right, both did what what Caleb Williams going to do. Likely, uh, uh, what is it? Um, Asman Trophy first overall pick, right? Right. And by the way, he also coached up uh, J- Jalen Hurts. Who got a second contract? Well, as mad as I, as down as I've been on Mayfield, he has won two playoff games. You know, one last year, big big time comeback player there. Uh, 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 and of course, same thing with Kyler Murray. He has one. I'll say this: Caleb Williams is a better player than both of them, from uh, my opinion. Just watching him play, uh, movement, speed. Now I understand the other. The other issues, the you know, the crying in the stands and all that, all that stuff is kind of is somewhat con, uh, concerning. Dad really overly being involved, but all that's water under the bridge if you win. You know, all that's water under the bridge if you win. And this idea that this player is not consistent enough that Justin Herbert was not consistent at Oregon. And because those criticisms have also came up of um, of, of uh, uh, Drake May, so I heard a fun, I heard a great quote over the weekend, and it was from Bill Walsh, the founder of the West Coast offense. Okay, if you see great, it's your job as a coach. If you see it one time is to keep getting that great out of that quarterback, Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes. If you see great, that's your job, to get that out of that quarterback. Remember, Josh Allen went to Wyoming. He wasn't that consistent. He was bad in big games. 
at Wyoming, all right, John Elway never went to a um, – he never even went to a bowl game at Stanford. Never won six games. Almost did one time. Never. So the consistency stuff in the college game, that can – you have to look more into it. Release point, all that work ethic. You, you got to look at all that stuff and, 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 and equate all that in there. And, and, and see what you got as a quarterback. It's not an exact science. Some guys seem like perfect players. You just never know how they handle the money, how they handle the NFL pressure, um, how much heart they really got, how deep and desire there is. Nobody knew Tom Brady had that kind of heart. I, was, I didn't know Lamar Jackson had that kind of heart and determination, the effect he had on his teammates the effect he had on the Ravens. I didn't know that. You know, Bill Poland said he drafted this guy as a wide receiver. He's won two MVPs. And he and rightfully, he was deservingly so. The guy won me over. So it, it, it's something to keep up with. All right? Caleb Williams, as much as I've been a critic of his, he is the best player of those others that played under Lincoln Riley, I, in my opinion, of that. I've seen more better out of him. He's quicker. He's he, he's he's taller. He's more accurate. Not much taller, but he's taller than than Murray. He's taller than Mayfield. I think he's even taller than Jalen Hurts. But like I said, those guys have been underwhelming. But how much underwhelming? Both of those players have been to the playoffs again. Mayfield has won two playoff games as bad as I've been now, and he's better than those guys. So do you want to take a chance on him, start the clock over, you still got the ninth pick, or do you want to put a lot of great players around and, and pay Justin Fields a lot of money and not have this opportunity to get a very high draft pick on the quarterback? What do you do then? People, you got to look at it that way. I guess you could go out and get a free agent. Good luck with that. Odds are he's going to be – uh, over the hill, or he, he's going to be a miss somewhere else. He's going to be somebody else's Justin Fields or whatever that they got rid of, right? So that that's something you got to equate. So, yeah, I, I'm definitely with the Williams draft pick or whichever one polls and his scouts think are the best player and move off fields for whatever I can get out of him. Okay. All righty then. So, all right, we, we touched on Wilson. We touched on Marvin Harrison. We touched on Justin Fields. Okay, now Cam Newton. Now, I, again, I, I don't like to react just to the video. When these videos go over, I've been watching this for about, what, seven, eight years now. I like to see, eh, I don't like, to, I, I'm very hesitant to have that quick um, reaction to investigate exactly what happened. Let's not watch this the five-second video. What led up to the video? All right. Um, TMZ reported this morning. Uh, let's see what let's see what they put here. Cam Newton running his mouth before fight coach, and he was fighting a coach. You wasn't fighting a, a player, a kid. We thought that where I was under impression. There was a lot of chatter on the web, was it Sunday, when all this happened, that at this football camp, 
Cam Newton got in a fight at a football camp. It's a viral video in Atlanta for those of you not sure what's happened. To just watch my show. All right. Um, 34-year-old guy probably should still be playing. And I'll talk about that while I think of that. It's not in a minute. But TMZ says, uh, the altercation that broke out between Newton and the opposing coaches at a youth football was a result of trash talking gone too far. So says two men involved in the scrap who claim things only got physical after the ex-quarterback initiated contact. All right. And here is Coach J.B. from Last Chance You own Jason Whitlock's Fearless talking about this. I've got this soundbite here. Um, he has some type of connection with with one of the players, with um, uh, one of the coaches involved with Cam Newton. Listen up. Pretty good soundbite here. The coordinator at Louisville. Um, I've known this cat. Uh, his name's Stefan Brown. He, he used to run Cam Newton's um, seven-on-seven. Played at Western Kentucky in your old league. Um, played receiver there. And apparently, Cam told this guy and another adult that he is their dad. Their daddy. Hold on, there's a pause there. It'll come back, though. Daddy. And put a hand on the guy. And that is what started it, escalated it. So, I'm torn. I'm torn, Jason. It's, it goes both ways. I've been around this thing. I call these guys street agents. So tomorrow's uh, discussion with him may get heated. I don't know, because at the end of the day, he's still a street agent um, who is pushing kids to play seven on seven, um, which I think is horrible for the fabric of football. Seven on seven, I think, is destroying. He's talking about the seven on seven. You see him a lot in inner cities, uh, well, around the country, uh, these quarterback youth camps or whatever. Uh, with the parents, they pay, and I listen to what another one of his set that guy's show, uh, JB Jason uh, Jason Brown. Like I said, he was a last chance you was on uh, Netflix. It's a series about junior college and whatnot, uh, getting getting players who couldn't quite make college into college, doing the junior college leagues and everything. Uh, pretty, pr- pretty good show there. So what he was saying was. Uh, these street agents are, are guys that are trying to get with the, the, the single moms. <laughs> They're trying to get with the single moms. They're taking these kids to these camps. They've got coaches. This guy was a former uh, coach with Cam Newton, 30 years old. Cam's 34, go figure. Arguing with Cam, all right? Uh, I'm your effing daddy, blah, blah, blah. One thing leads to another. Then the fight breaks out. Okay, what I'm about to play you now is three years ago, Cam Newton arguing with teenagers, okay? Arguing with, with teenagers at another camp. So we're seeing the commonality here. Listen up. At another, at, this is at another one of these youth camp, football camps here. Listen up. I'm ready. 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 I'm 
I'm rich. Why do people? I'm rich. I'm a free agent. I'm rich. I'm a free agent. I'm rich. He's still a free agent. Where your daddy is? Where your dad? Where's your dad? Where's your dad? You're a free agent. Where's your dad? He's a free agent. He's a free agent. Let me tell you, where's your dad? Where's your pop? Where's your dad, dude? Okay. So that's Cam Newton, three years. So what's the common denominator here? He's 34 years old. He was 31 at the time here. Arguing probably with a 15 or 16-year-old teenager. And, you know, I mentioned the fact that, you know, Eli Manning, Peyton, the Manning brothers have these camps. You never hear this stuff happening. Uh, Steve McNair, I'm out of Nashville. Steve McNair had a camp. They had a yearly quarterback camp for kids. I mean, a lot of the NFL guys like to do this. It's a part of giving back to the community or whatever. And he never had a problem. Never. Vince Young, I must mention Vince Young, right? Former Tennessee Titan, Vince Young. He was at one of these camps. Under Steve McNair, they talked about it during the draft process, right? You never hear nothing like him getting in a brawl with one of these coaches or arguing like that back and forth with the kids. Well, social media wasn't there. Never heard of that stuff. Never. The truth of the matter is, you know, the guy is six foot four, uh, 240, former MVP of the league, 34 years old. He was 33 last year to play it down in NFL. He's still 17 in his mind is my point. He's always had leadership problems. He's been a mega talent. He was all that in a cup of soup at Auburn. At Auburn that one year. He transferred to Auburn because he he, he got caught up in a, some kind of lap theft of a laptop at, at Florida. Back in them days, you had to go to junior college. Then there was some controversy about him getting some money under the table money, uh, but it couldn't be proven. So he transferred to Auburn. Magical season. I think it's like, what, 2010, whatever. Win the national championship. Great year. I ain't taking it away from him. We know what happened after that number one pick. Got the second big contract. Went to the Super Bowl. Uh, never fell on that fumble. Uh, and that been right ever since. Never really a consistent player. A mega talent. Uh, I talked about the all or nothing documentary with him and Amazon where they went, which by the way, which I'm really disappointed that they're not, they haven't done an NFL one in a while. I think it was, <laughs> I think, I think it was either, I think it was Carolina's last team to done it, but uh, it was just showing him getting his hair done and at the barbershop. It never really showed football stuff with him. He's always, and, you know, watching this video, this happened in Atlanta on, I think it was Sunday, you know, or Saturday, whatever. He's wearing this hat, looks like Witch, Wicked Witch of the West here, throwing these guys around like a ragdoll. One of these coaches went back and forth, and, and uh, like I said, he punched one. I think one of the players got involved, and it was a little melee, but he's slinging people around. 
but he's the common denominator here, you know? And listen to these former players, Chad Johnson, and uh, not smart enough to put two and two together. And Ocho Cinco on, the, I guess it's his club, Shay Shay's show, talking about this on Monday. Listen up. A wild brawl at a 7-on-7 football tournament. Video emerged today at a 7-on-7 youth football camp uh, about Cam getting involved. They forgot that Cam is not a regular human being like them. No. He was not at all. guys single-handedly. Uh, I'm sure you watched it. Uh, it. We're showing it right now. You know, the funny, it, it's not about just watching this. It's not just about watching this one. Listen, young fellas, parents need to understand when you have someone like Cam Newton giving players an opportunity to display themselves at these 707 camps, you are supposed to be taking advantage of these situations. Many of times I have seen clips, not just forget this fight here. Many of times I've seen players, I've seen coaches, and I've seen parents disrespect Cam Newton at these camps, 707 camps. That I've, seen it too. Mm-hmm. I've seen it before. I've seen the clips. Yes. Over here. And why have you, you seen are it? Supposed to- why have you seen it, uh, Chad Johnson and, and, and um, Shannon Sharp? Why? What's the commonality? There's different kids there. There's different coaches. Maybe not all of them, but it's because he's he's about the, the mentality of a 17-year-old. And I'm being, I'm probably not doing just due to 17-year-olds. Saying something about your dad and your mom, that's 14, 15-year-old crap level of disrespect. You know? So it, it's, uh, you see how they're cutting them slack. Parents, especially as kids, Blaming the parents and all that. You're supposed to have a set of ground rules. Hey, man, you uh, every little camp I've ever been to, YMC or whatever, you know, you, you, you be respectful towards the staff. You be respectful towards your fellow teammates. Or you're going to be gone. Period. I mean, that, that there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. But... Uh, like I said, Jason Brown, he says a lot of this stuff happens all the time at these places. You know, uh, was it last year? Aqib Tlaib involved in a shooting. Uh, not him, his brother. Of course, he stepped down from everything at a camp. And um, uh, that's crazy talk. But, again, that's – it's what – if he's paying for it, which I've heard it and read he is, you know, you got to set the ground rules. He probably needs to grow up himself. I would say so. But uh, I did read today that these guys are buried the hatchet. Nobody's gotten in trouble or anything from that incident. Uh, okay. Uh, a little uh, tidbit here. Uh, uh, Jeremy Fowler from ESPN. The Chiefs are planning to use the franchise tag on cornerback Legereus Sneed and plan to look to trade him should the two sides not come to a long term. Now, I'll tell you what, Sneed was good. Sneed was good, and I'll tell you, I, I was really shocked to see that headline. Uh, he was a big part of why they won that Super Bowl. Don't get me wrong, him and McDuffie. McDuffie's still on a rookie contract. Hard to pay two corners. Hard to pay two corners, okay? Um. Again, let me read this again here. 
Chiefs informed Snead that they're prepared to use the franchise tag to consummate uh, uh, a trade off if no long-term deal is reached. Snead is agreeable to the scenario, giving him a chance to talk with other teams while Kansas City remains in play. I still think they'll probably move on from Snead because of the money. Because I, I'm sure they're going to work out something with Chris Jones. You can't pay everybody. And again, we're looking at about sixty plus for uh, for Patrick Mahomes is going to be that cap hit. Um, now they are going for a three peat that's never been done. Maybe they try to keep everybody. Maybe they try to just do some crazy magic here and put everything back to 2025 uh, and, and just try to three-peat. That's something that you can hang your hat on and say nobody's never done it in the NFL. I don't think they're going to do it, but it's hard to doubt this team. But now you've got Jim Harbaugh in your own division. Now you're getting away from the clowns, and not to mention you're going to have a lot of, lot of great quarterbacks there in the north here, and I don't think Trevor Lawrence is going to stay down too long with that uh, Jacksonville Jaguar team. So that's a story to monitor over the next few weeks here. These next two, two and a half weeks are going to be wild here in the NFL, uh, free agency and everything. Uh, like this story right here, Shaq Barrett, uh, two-time pro bowler from the Bucks. He's be, uh, He will be released uh, as a post-Ju-1 cut uh, court, uh, this is from uh, Pro Football Focus, Ari Marvot. The Bucks are releasing the veteran. Oh, actually, Adam Scheffner, uh, 45 sacks, 15 forced fumbles. Now, he is he's 31, outside linebacker, um, can be used as an edge. Uh, Barrett will be picked up by somebody as well. Uh, oh, by the way, um, I thought Patrick – I'm just curious about this Patrick – Queen, let me make sure I got the linebacker out of the Ravens, folks. Linebacker out of the Ravens, uh, he will be um, not. He's going to be a free agent. Will not be franchise tagged because they're franchise and tagging another player here. And I'm trying to see if I can find it. Uh, yeah, yeah, the Ravens will use franchise tag on Justin. Mutabuke, defensive tackle, if they can't get a contract extension done before Tuesday's deadline, Eric DaCosta, that's their general manager. Okay, that, that that's their defensive tackle. Uh, Mutabuke, as is his name, I guess. Um, but Patrick uh, Queen here, of course, I put that on the X app here, uh, which means they can't use it on Patrick Queen, going to be an interesting player in free agency. Uh, that guy's all over the place. Uh, 24 years old, coming into his prime really quick. Uh, I don't they, – they, remember, they like to do stuff unorthodox. Maybe they go after another receiver. I've been hearing about that. Uh, Beckham, they're probably going to let him walk and and, and maybe go after uh, another receiver. Uh, Harbaugh said something about we got to do something to really get as much as we can out of Lamar's talents after they – had a big meeting after the AFC Championship game. Um, they've already got Zay Flowers there, so that's something else too. That that that's a big time player that is very versatile, athletic. Patrick Queen. I thought maybe they would use it on him. 
Uh, of course, you know, they still got Roquan Smith, who's all that. Uh, turned out to be a really big pickup there for the Ravens. They're very unorthodox when it comes to paying defensive players. They usually like to pay them all and just kind of work out bargains everywhere else. Uh, in the Ravens, I trust. I've told you, they're one of the best-run organizations in all of um, in all of the NFL, okay? So, if you guys like the show, share the show. Hopefully, I'll be back tomorrow. I've had a lot of errands to run. Um, I've had a lot of errands to run after work. So, if I don't, uh, you know, I'm also working on trying to get some advertising for the program. Going to redo the logo. Uh, still maintenance stuff related here and there on the car. Work-related so there's going to be some more replays like yesterday. Got behind again on the clips, but I've got some new followers. Got some pushback there from my take on the Cowboys the other day. Yeah, yeah, I don't think you can win the Super Bowl. Uh, they're a better team. They're doing well. They're not a Super Bowl team. Uh, yeah, I would probably work out something to move Parsons in the deck, clear up a lot of money, go after one of these big-time rookies. And roll the dice. People got I got some pushback there. People didn't like that. So, uh, but I also got some new followers as some other clips that we rolled here. So, anyways, be back tomorrow. A lot more stories coming out of the combine and whatnot. I didn't get to that the court storming story. I, I, may, I may talk about that one tomorrow as well. So, anyways, please, if you like the show, please, please share this show on as many platforms as you can. So Otherwise, I'll be back here tomorrow, same time, same place, here on Sports.